Hi everybody, it's Tim. In 2005, Doctor Who returns our screens with 13 new episodes brought to us by showrunner Russell T. Davis and a scattering of talented writers. The episodes The Empty Child and The Doctor Dances are often seen as some of the best episodes of the show's modern run. And I think a lot of that's down to the show's main villain, The Empty Child. Fifteen years later, we were able to sit down and talk with the actor behind The Empty Child, Albert Valentine. Before we get into the interview, I just want to give a big hand to Albert. Um, he took time out of his day to come talk to us for half an hour. Um, really solid guy. This is one of the first interviews Albert's ever done, so we were really keen to ask all the questions you wanted to know. So make sure you listen to the end for the fan questions and enjoy. So thanks for joining us, Albert. It's really great to um, have you on the show. First proper guest we've had. No worries. Pleasure to be here. Uh, one thing that really struck me when watching the episode is how young you were in that um, in that in those two episodes. How old actually was you when you first started in those episodes? Um, when people ask me that question, I'm you know I I don't really know what to tell them because I literally couldn't tell you. I think I must have been um, oh, I must have been maybe seven or eight, I think. But I could be miles off. Really. I think I think about seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah, we had you down much younger. We thought you were about four or five. So yeah. Yeah, like you did a for someone age just seven or eight, they really expected you to do a lot, considering. Yeah. Do you know what? We're, I've I've um I've always looked quite young. I'm I'm 23 now, and I I still I get asked for ID all the time. That so I'm, I I look very young. So I think that one of the reason why I probably got the uh, the role in the first instance is where I. I looked pretty young, uh, as you say. I looked about four or five, but I was obviously a little bit older, and I could, you know, maybe take on them instructions probably a little bit better than a, a four or five year old could have done. So that's probably uh, why that was. So yeah, yeah, because it, you know, that episode is, you know, it's known to be one of the creepiest Doctor Who episodes. And I did wonder when it came out, was you actually able to watch it? But with obviously you being sort of the demographic of the show, I guess you were pretty okay watching yourself. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, it, well, I, a lot of my friends and family, I mean, a, a, a good friend of, uh, of mine, uh, his younger sister, um, obviously knew who I, knows who I am very well and uh, knows um, knew what I was going to be on the t- TV. Um, and when she actually see the episode, she was absolutely petrified and literally hiding behind her, behind her sofa. Um, I mean, it, myself watching it, it's just... You know, it's 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 almost funny to me because I, I've seen sort of the behind the scenes uh, side of it, and there was a scene where um, I'm going into the house, and uh, when I put my hands through the the letterbox, and um, that, that that house there was was not a house at all. It was just a a, a big sort of uh, wooden frame of the front of the house, um, and then obviously the people are on the inside, and it's it's just you know, for me looking watching it on the TV, I'm just thinking like. Yep, that's not a house. That's actually just a wooden frame. So yeah, it's it's, it's hard for me to sort of get feel, you know feel the full uh, effect of what it would to a person who's sort of not been on set, basically. Yeah, I guess you sort of know. You, even though we only see what the TV screen sees, you know what's outside of that picture frame. You know that there's a sound guy there. You know the set ends about a foot in that direction. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's one of them things where you just you know it's uh, like I said, it's 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 hard for for me to sort of get sort of fully immersed in in watching it when um you know I know sort of the whole sort of special effects side of it and um and and I remember being on set once and well and even the the TARDIS for example um 
obviously it's it's massive on the inside but when you see it in in person it's literally just a, a a huge sort of dome with the police doors and the front and it's just you know when you obviously watch it on the tv it's just like it's yeah as i say it's, it's completely different when one being on the set um so did you actually get a chance to see the tardis set because obviously your character in the stories doesn't actually go inside the tardis did they kind of show you around and let you see the inside <laughs> Do you know what I was? Um, as I say, I, I, I was pretty young at the time, so I'm just trying to sort of uh, remember it as such. And I, I, there was a, I was a, on a certain set. I can't remember exactly what set it was. Um, and in, in order to get to that set, I'd have to sort of walk past the uh, the TARDIS, and uh, you know, you could sort of have a have a little look around. And I remember the um, the, um, the green the green fellas with the the long arms and the the pointy fingers. Oh, the Savines. Yeah. I remember seeing um, like a polystyrene sort of cut out of one of those and then a, like an individual arm separate, not not with it. And that was sort of lying about as well. So I got to see that. And in um, in the TARDIS as well, one of the things I sort of remember from those, I was sort of looking around at the uh, the, the components of the, the sort of middle mainframe sort of thing. And um, one of the things that stick in my head is that the, all, the little orb things that are on there you probably wouldn't even notice it sort of on the uh, on the TV, but sort of up close, and it's just the little orbs all from IKEA, and I remember just seeing them dotted around the whole sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great! That's really great. Obviously, the character you play, Jamie, he doesn't have yeah. much of um, diverse dialogue in the show. With the only real words he says, uh, "Are you my mummy?" He's probably one of the most quoted lines in Doctor Who. But is it is it your yeah. voice in the show? Do you know what? When I when I was um when I was actually filming, um I was saying all of the lines. Um and obviously it was uh, well, I, I know I keep saying it, but I was quite young at the time. Um and obviously the sets were the majority of them are outside, so it's quite cold and windy. Obviously I had the mask on. <clears throat> but as I say, I was I was saying all of the lines, um, but then when I watched it back, I'm I'm pretty sure they sort of uh, dubbed it just to make because they obviously couldn't hear me where it was coming through the voice and obviously it was quite a large set so it, it, I mean it was me to a certain extent but I think they've they would have done something to sort of obviously amplify that in some way Did you know that you were going to be redubbed in the final show and it I, wouldn't be your voice or did that I, surprise you? I didn't to be honest no I, in all fairness at, at the time I, I wouldn't have even realised when I was watching it but it was as I got <laughs> older and I sort of watched it I was like hang on a bit that sounds awfully sort of loud and um i mean it still sounds like me don't get me wrong but it's um mm. you can obviously tell that it's that there's been some sort of effects and something that's done after it in order to make it louder really so yeah i, I wasn't aware of that at the time but it's just one of those things after it and they probably thought oh we we can't really hear it properly and then i had to do that understandably so of course. Um, so kind of going back a bit to before you're on set i was just wondering to get the part was there any kind of audition process yeah, do you know what I um I I was in a, a similar sort of time that I I can't actually remember if whether it is before or after. I was in a um, a very sort of small uh, snippet of it in um I don't know if you're familiar with it, New Tricks. Yeah. And there was the, the the scene I was doing in that I was um I was running down uh sort of this this forest and I was actually shouting mummy at the time <laughs> and I'm I, when I when I think back I, I had an audition that I was I was sort of in this in this sort of small room and there was a little blue chair in the middle and they basically said you've got to 
shout mummy and basically run around this chair and I'm, I'm trying to think and I'm, I'm sure now I think back to it I, I can't quite recall whether it was the Doctor Who um, audition or if it was actually the new tricks um, yeah. but I mean the auditions and that they, they sort of vary really I mean some of them are, are really quite straightforward you sort of just stand there and they say you know tell us your name uh, where you're from how old you are maybe a little bit about yourself and then others they you know they sort of go ask you to go a little bit more in depth depth give you a little bit of a, a script to sort of read off um so in in that respect I, I can't actually quite remember whether it was that um audition or whether it was just one a case where I was just sort of you know having a sort of a brief chat with them and tell them about myself and I mean obviously in all fairness there wasn't really much that i you know, much to the role itself. So it was more looking creepy. So I, I think it was probably more of a case that I just sort of introduced myself and they sort of liked the uh, the vibe and my sort of look, I suppose. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, so when you finally got the part, um, obviously nowadays Doctor Who is a show where a lot about what happens in each series, they try to keep kind of as hidden from the public as possible. Yeah. When you got on the show, were you able to see the script for the whole episode, or were there some parts of it that they even hid, but they hid even from you? Um, I think I, I think I did see. Well, I, I obviously I see um, with, with the script I got. I um, there was obviously everyone else's lines on there in those scenes. Now I remember when I had the script, it was quite a sort of um, you know quite a thick sort of document of, of different different papers and stuff and. I'm not sure whether it was just my scenes that that consisted of, if this or excuse me, or if there were sort of other scenes amongst it as well. But again, I, I probably would have been too old to even realise, and probably even too young to even, uh, you know, bother even looking really. <laughs> uh, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, you, you mentioned how young he was. So I imagine, especially with you know Doctor Who not being on when you know when you were up, up to the age of seven, it hadn't been on TV for like 15 years. So yeah. when it came back, did you know like the responsibility of how big this show was going to be? Did you sort of know that? And how was it working with like Chris and Billy, who at the time were like, you know, they were big, big, big stars? Yeah, definitely. Um, do you know what? I, I remember when I um, I knew I knew it was a, a, a big audition because I remember my mum saying to me that you know it's it's, it's quite a big deal. Um, and I remember the time when I heard back from the agency and I. I um, you know, they let me know that I've got the part. I remember it as clear as anything. I was sort of sitting in the kitchen. I was sitting up on the uh, the countertop and my whole family was in the kitchen and, and my mum came in and she was like, oh, that was the agency. You, you've got the role. And we're all sort of like, you know, laughing and joking, thinking we're having a good time. And at the time, I didn't really actually know that much about Doctor Who. Um, and my mum was sort of saying, trying to describe it to me. And I mean, well... She actually sort of uh, said to me that it's quite similar to Star Wars, and she she digged out a couple of Star Wars um, videos for me that I sort of watched. And uh, again, I wasn't entirely sure what that was as such. I mean, I, I was familiar with it, but I was where I was so young, I wasn't really you know able to comprehend what it what it sort of was. So yeah, I, I wasn't completely familiar with what Doctor Who was as such. But I, I was obviously aware that it was quite a, you know, quite a big show, just purely from what my sort of family had told me. Really. Yeah. Did you did you carry on watching the show after you'd finished in it? Because you know, it, after Chris left and when David came in, the show became massive in the yeah. UK. Yeah. Um. 
I I watched it from the start of my season that I was in. Obviously, once I finished filming, it wasn't out for X amount of time. And uh, when it was finally on the the telly, I watched um, the whole of my season. Um, and I obviously watched my my uh, couple of episodes, and I think possibly possibly um, another episode or two after that. And after that, I was sort of on to other things, and you know, back being a being a little kid, really. Yeah. A lot of the episode is set at night. Um, I know you said a lot of the lot of it was filmed inside a studio, but was the night filming was that quite challenging for your age, or how was that for you? Yeah, the the main thing I remember about filming. So it is it was um, it was all filmed in Cardiff. Um, I had a lot of time off school, which at the time I was absolutely buzzing about. Um, and so I'd, I'd go up to, um, to to Cardiff in sort of, I think it was about a month interval. So I'd be up there for a month and maybe back for a month and, or, or back for a couple of weeks. I'd go back and forth with either my mum or dad. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the sets were, as you say, a lot of them were, were outside. Um, and the main thing I remember, it just being absolutely freezing the whole time and I had some yellow jacket that one of the uh, the, the crew given me gave me, and it was literally you know past my shins. And I remember in between cuts, they'd come over, put the jacket on me. I'd be sort of standing there, freezing cold. And then they go, "Oh, here we go. We've got a, uh, we're going to have another take." And I bang the jackets back off again. Um, but yeah, that that's the main thing I sort of remember from being on set is just being absolutely freezing the whole time. Yeah, I saw some behind-the-scenes images, and it's like there's like a big sea of people all in these big coats, and then there's like a little kid yeah. in this bright yellow, in this bright yellow jacket that's just like buried. Yeah, in. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, freezing it was. I, I can't remember when exactly it would have been filmed, but it would have definitely been sort of you know coming up to winter time or, or mm. around that time. Yeah, it was it was it was cold. Apart from the um, yellow jacket, you also had to end up wearing a gas mask for probably about 95% of your time there. How was yeah. that? Did that get irritating after a while? Because I've worn one like in museums and stuff and they're a nightmare. I can't imagine yeah. having to film in one. Yeah, do you know what? It wasn't it wasn't um wasn't very uh it wasn't necessarily uncomfortable by any means. Um I remember it had a very sort of distinct smell that I can even sort of recall from now. Um but I don't actually think it was a, a. I don't think it was actually a real gas mask. I think it was, a, you know, a, it was just sort of a, um, a reconstructed one made out of rubber with a, with literally the the uh, the filter bit at the bottom was literally just sort of a, a bit of plastic with some holes in. Um, so it wasn't necessarily uncomfortable. Obviously, I'm sure you can imagine the uh, the old islands were steaming up quite a bit, especially on the, <laughs> on the cold nights. But it wasn't necessarily uncomfortable. But as I say, I just remember that distinctive smell that I can I can still smell it to this day. Mm. So um, on the uh, subject of kind of uh, the props and the gas mask. Um, obviously, there are a lot of actors who, once they go on a big show like Doctor Who or Star Wars, they often manage to, say, keep something like a piece of costume or a prop. Um, did you get a chance to keep anything from your time on the show? Yeah, uh, well, it, I'm sure it won't matter now, but there was a there was a gentleman there. It was, it was the nicest, the nicest bloke, and I, for the last me, I, I couldn't tell you his name now because I haven't got a clue. Uh, but it was a, it was a really nice chap. He, he, he really looked after me on set. And I remember we once we'd finished uh, filming, um, he uh, we sort of had the obviously all the uh, the, the caravan type um, 
uh, sets that we'd all be in with hair and makeup and whatnot. And um, we'd finished filming. We was in there, sort of said goodbye to everyone, um, off walking to, to the car with, uh, with my mum. And uh, this chap with, uh, as I say, I can't remember his name, but lovely fella. He had long hair with a, with a great big beard. And he come out to me and said, oh, yeah, take, take the mask with you. And I, I had the gas mask with me. And I and I, I, there, I think there may have been a couple of them, but I had, I had a gas mask with me. And do you know what? It's, it, it breaks my heart to this day because I, I, I wish I could. But we, I, I moved um, probably a few years after, after filming. And for the life of me, I no idea where the gas mask has gone. I've lost it completely. So I'm a bit glad about that. But, the follow-up yeah. question to that was going to be, go and get the gas mask. <laughs> oh, honestly, yeah. I, 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 wish, yeah, I wish I could. Honestly, yeah. So it breaks my heart, the fact that I haven't got that anymore, because it's, it's quite, a, obviously, you know, for, for me as well, it's, it's really quite nostalgic. And as I say, that smell of it, that would definitely bring back some memories. But yeah, it's, that's a, it's a real shame. Before you were lost a gas mask, uh, did you ever get a chance to say reprise a role for like a Halloween party or anything like that? Because you'd win trick or treating if you dressed up as the empty child. Yeah, do you know what I, I did? Um, I uh, had a. Um, I think it must have been like a, a, a one of those book days that you get at school, and I, I did rock up to school once in my you know the full the full get up. Um, I mean, at the time, it, it wasn't it wasn't a, a massive deal to a lot of the kids in my school. I mean, they, they definitely was was quite impressed that I was on the telly, but not a lot of my friends were sort of really interested in Doctor Who as such. But I remember sort of sitting there in a in assembly, and um, uh, my head teacher's up there, sort of talking and saying whatever he's saying, and uh, he sort of sat there and he's, he's looking around at everyone dressed up, and I'm sitting sort of up near the front, and he sort of looked at me and pointed and just sort of chuckled to himself, and. Yeah, that was the only time I've really uh, put the costume back on, really. That must have been petrifying for your poor head teachers looking to a crowd <laughs> of people dressed up as I imagine. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you talk about how um, obviously there were kids who knew that you were on telly after the episode uh, came out and how that was, um, they thought that was pretty cool. Uh, were you able to tell anyone about what happened in the episode before it came on TV or did you have to kind of you or your family have to sign some kind of thing where you promise not to tell anyone about the episode? Um, do you know what? That's a good question because um, I'm, I can't actually remember, to be honest. I mean, I'm sure they, they would have mentioned or probably they would have mentioned to my parents and uh, my parents would have definitely sort of relayed it over to me. But again, as, as I say, where, where my friends wasn't necessarily massively interested in Doctor Who, I didn't really have sort of much uh, sort of desire to, to spill the beans with them and let them know what happened because they probably wouldn't have had much interest anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, mo- most definitely, there probably there probably was some aspect of my parents telling me not to say anything. But mm. as I say, where, um, yeah, we, we sort of wasn't really, uh, none of my friends were sort of watching it, you know, religiously at the time. So it probably didn't come into, uh, into a factor as much, really. Yeah. Um, one thing that's quite notable about the um, Empty Child and Dr. Dances episodes is that there are there's quite a heavy use, especially for that time, um, of kind of special effects, like the big CGI London, the um, kind of special effects used um, kind of on the mask and the masks coming like out of people's faces. Were there a lot of scenes where you in particular had to act against special effects and was that particularly challenging? Um, yes, the time where we had to sort of, you know, take that into consideration and and 
was acting when there there wasn't anything there is in in the last scene um when they're sort of um when uh, christopher eccleston is is you know trying to get the, the gas mask off me and the i'm sure you guys would probably be able to correct me if i'm wrong but the nano nano bikes or something like that the, the little yellow oh, things, genius, yeah yeah that, those things were, were all flying around and um i can remember they sort of said to me like this you know just look around as if you're sort of really shocked so i'm sort of looking around with my mouth open and you know staring into absolutely nothing but that was the only time that i really um that there was anything that was you know i was sort of acting when there there wasn't necessarily anything there but yeah no that that was uh that was good fun actually that last scene you were mentioned just now that obviously in that scene you were acting with chris reckleston and you had scenes with him and billy piper and I can't remember, did you have scenes with John Barrowman as well? Um, yes, there was a scene where there may have been more, but one that I, I distinctly uh, recollect is when, um, I mean, I think we're in like a, a hospital uh, of some sort or a, or a, a big building and um, uh, John Barrowman, Billy Piper and Chris Freckleson are on the other side of and there's a, a polystyrene uh, sort of cut out there. Um, and they said to me that I need to, you know, bang through this polystyrene cutout. Um, and obviously, it, when it was the original take, it was, um, you know, it was actually a, a brick wall there that I was, I was banging through. And once I banged through that, that was all, you know, on the other side of that, on the other side of that wall. So, did you interact with any of those kind of three, still to this day, pretty big actors? Um, much kind of in between takes or anything? Um, yeah, a little bit. Obviously, we was all doing. Uh, I mean, Billy Piper, especially. I mean, when we was doing our sort of hair and makeup, um, she was next to me quite a lot of the time. You know, getting her hair and makeup done. Um, I, I can't remember so much um, with uh, John Barrowman as such. I remember my my dad actually saying, obviously he was taking me uh, up back and forth to to Cardiff, and I can remember he was he said to me that you know there was a few nights where once they'd finished filming, I'd be tucked up in bed and he'd go out for a few beers then in the hotel with uh, with Krista Eccleston. Uh, <laughs> no way. Yeah, you know where I was a, a little bit younger, I, you know it's. it's it's one of the things where I've not really got much interest in in, in talking to adults. You know what I mean? So, oh, that's fantastic. Um, we yeah. do have a couple of fan questions to end it on. Um, Juliet wants yeah. to know: um, Is your role in Doctor Who um, your go-to icebreaker when meeting new people? Uh, do you know what? I'm I, I'm very sort of humble in that respect. I am very. Uh, little people uh, or you know a small amount of my friends actually even know i mean you know if 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 i've known people for for a sort of long time and it, it comes up in conversation or something like that it, or, or one of my other friends maybe tell them but I, I mean i was i was just talking to a couple of my friends earlier and i mentioned that I, i'm going to be doing this uh, this podcast and mm. i said oh i've got the um, i've got a podcast to do later and he said a podcast what's, what's that for i was like oh for um dr who is that Doctor, Who. I was like, yeah, from when I was younger. He was like, what? He was in Doctor Who, and he, he literally <laughs> didn't have a clue that I was in. I was in Doctor Who, and he jumped straight on Google, sort of seeing, you know, looking at my episode and stuff like that. So, yeah, in regards to that, as I say, I, you know, I, I don't really, um, you know, it's not something that I, I tend to not boast about because it's probably the wrong word, but it's just not something that I necessarily, you know, bring up in conversation as such, really. Yeah. Uh, Warren wants to know um, there's a lot of children in this episode it's one of the only episodes of the first season that features a lot of kids actually um, Warren yeah. wants to know what was it like was there a good treatment of the kids did you get to spend time with the other children on the set 
Do you know what? I, I didn't. I didn't actually. To be honest, no. I, I mean, obviously, I, I see them around on on set, but I think where where my uh, my particular role was very much sort of independent and and mm. isolated from from everyone else. I I wasn't necessarily sort of hanging around with the other kids on set that much. Um, I mean, as I say, I, I was definitely sort of seeing seeing them about and stuff, but. Yeah, it, I, I wasn't necessarily sort of interacting with with many people on set, apart from my uh, well, apart from my yellow jacket. That was about it, really. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need to find the yellow jacket more than we need to find yeah, the gas it's mask. Out, it's out there somewhere. It's, yeah. it's got to be digged out yeah. somewhere. <laughs> and our final fan question is one from Bianca, which asks: Do you remember what direction you were given for the role? Um. I mean, where, as I, uh, I know I've said it before, but where it was such a sort of, uh, you know, there wasn't necessarily much to it. Um, it was more of a case of just sort of, right, you sort of stand there and then, you know, say sort of this line. And then uh, if you want to come over there, you know, put your hand, put your hand on the uh, on the window. And actually, I remember now I, I think about that. I remember when I was going back to when I was saying about the... Um, uh, the, the building there actually just being like a wooden frame. I can remember when I put my hand on that window, it was like a plastic, uh, a plastic film. And they, I, I remember I was putting my hand on the window and I was pushing too hard and I kept pushing the sort of window and it was bending in. And I was like, no, just sort of touch it very softly so it doesn't <laughs> bend and break. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, as I say, where, where it's quite a sort of straightforward role as such, you know, it was more of a case of just sort of do this. It's very do- kind of do it really practical yeah sorry it was very practical direction yeah of course it was literally just you know point and do basically <laughs> do you know what one one thing i, I, I it, it might is it is actually quite another um uh scenario that was actually quite funny that again it's just it's just coming to my head in, in in the last scene with uh with, with christopher eccleson and he's he's climbing on the uh on the bomb I've, I've just taken my my mask. In fact, I might have just been before taking my mask off. He climbs on the uh, on the bomb, and um, he's climbing up these steps, and he's literally just flew the whole way off it, banged his shin on the steps on the way down, and we're out of action for a good half hour whilst he's sitting there, sort of recovering. But yeah, that was a that was a yeah. Well, it sort of wasn't funny at the time, but it was you know you're able to laugh at it after. Falling over Freckleston seems like a reoccurring thing. When he was doing Hamlet, you know what? He's, he's he's a lovely bloke, Chris Freckleson. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a great actor, and he's a yeah. I, I remember him being you know a, a really nice chap on a on, on set. He's a he's a nice guy. I know I know his opening night of Hamlet. He um, fell off the stage and during that as well. Really? So, yes. Well, there you go. He must have a, must have a tendency of falling off things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thank you very much, Albert. It's been uh, it's been absolutely great to have you on. It really has. No worries, my absolute it's pleasure. Thank you, yeah. thank you very so much. much. Cheers. No thank worries. You. you take care, guys. Nice See speaking later. to you. See you Bye. later. Bye. See ya. And there you have it. That was our interview with Albert Valentine, who played Jamie, the Empty Child in The Empty Child and The Doctor Dances. I just want to repeat myself from the start. A really big thank you to Albert. Took time out of his day to come talk to us. Really nice. Gave us lots of fun stories. And I hope we can do stuff with him again in the future. If there's anybody you would like to see his interview, do leave a comment and let us know and we'll see what we can do because we really want to get some really fun guests on here to chat to. But right now, it's hard to see how we can possibly stop that.